Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jim Kircher. If you're looking for variety in your new restaurants to try this month, our friends from Sauce Magazine have it for you in this month's hit list. Joining me to talk about the new openings in the region are Sauce Magazine managing editor Catherine Claney and staff writer Matt Sorrell. Later, we'll touch base with local chef honored by the James Beard Foundation. We'll be talking to him as well. Catherine, Matt, thanks for coming by today. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Let's talk about, not openings, but let's talk about a closing that's hit a lot of people, the Goody Goody Diner. Yeah. Uh, a landmark in this town had a fire. What's the status? What's the story? Uh, right now, it is still up in the air. I don't have any information as far as when it's going to reopen. The intention, as far as I can tell, is to reopen. Um yeah, they had a, it looks like a, some sort of an electrical fire uh, that happened a couple weeks ago now. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, they, uh, they are closing. But in the interim, um, uh, the folks over at um, uh, neighborhood, or, uh, Breakaway Cafe, excuse me, uh, have actually started breakfast hours. So they can kind of uh, uh, assume some of those breakfast customers who are used to eating over goody-goody. And they're also helping out and letting some of the staff members uh, work there in the interim while... We figure out what's going on. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Goody Goody Diners on Natural Bridge has been there a long time. I oh, guess, right? very yeah. long time. At least uh, I want to say sixty years. Something, yeah, I think I think that's that's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, good for them. I hope it. I hope things work out. Absolutely. It's yeah. it's it's kind of interesting to see uh, the uh, the restaurant community. Uh, backing each other up on this. You know, that's one thing we really do see around the local community is, I mean, there's competition for sure, and it's, you know, only getting tighter, but uh, everybody's willing to kind of help each other out. I mean, it's competition with, without rancor, let's say that. Yeah, you're not necessarily wanting to drive the other guy out of business, but you no, don't want to lose exactly. your customers either. Exactly. exactly. I mean, it, it's a, you know, the rising tide floats all boats for sure. Right. So let's talk about the three restaurants on this month's sauce hit list. Uh, tonight is a big night also for a local chef being honored by the James Beard Foundation. Um, and we'll, again, we'll be talking about that. But uh, let's go through the list here. Uh, Bull Rush, tell me about that. Sure. Yeah, so Bull Rush is the long-awaited restaurant from Chef Rob Conley. Uh, Rob is a James Beard-nominated chef uh, who used to uh, got actually got his nomination for Beth she- Best Chef Southwest for his work at, I believe it was called Kumquat. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, in uh, New Mexico. In New Mexico, yeah. So he came back to St. Louis, which is where he's from originally. And he's been here for about three years now. And he's been working toward this concept, Bull Rush, which is um, a concept which creates food from the Ozarks circa the mid-1800s, reimagined in a fine dining context. So this restaurant has, this chef has gone through a lot of research uh, to really understand what food was like in Missouri during that time period. He does a lot of foraging. He works with a lot of very native to Missouri ingredients. Um, and then he sort of puts his his fine dining elevated spin on it. So Bull Rush is on Washington near Urban Chestnut, uh, near Grand Center. And there's two ways you can dine there. You can have a full course seven, uh, I'm sorry, seven course full tasting menu, um, or you can have uh, you can dine at the bar and that's a la carte. But the tasting menu, Matt, you experienced this. Seems like really the way the way to experience this concept. Yeah, if you have the time, uh, it's it takes a couple hours to get through everything. But uh, the tasting menu is is really fantastic, uh, and. He, Rob's also doing some interesting things. Like he forges a lot of his own uh, ingredients. In fact, I would say that probably the majority of them, he and his sous chef, Justin. Um, so that's an interesting uh, point. But also they are doing um, all-inclusive billing. So there's no gratuity. There's no – it's like one – they're paying a, a good wage so they can basically have everything all-inclusive. Uh, and they're also a really good bar program that includes a lot of great non-alcoholic drinks, which is – 
uh, a trend that we've been seeing a lot here lately in St. Louis, and they've really elevated it. Um, a lot of the house-made ingredients are really fantastic. I would think a lot of people would uh, react, as I do, to the, the term Ozark cu- cuisine. Uh, but it's an interesting concept. I mean, can, mm-hmm. can, you, can you explain a little bit about what... Well, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about, about foraging. Um, So it's extremely seasonal because they're only going to do things that actually are, you know, available right now. Uh, For example, when I was there, they had, uh, they used pawpaw and they made that into a a caviar as well as they used it as a syrup Mm. in one of the cocktails. Uh, So it's, you know, a lot of times we think Ozark cuisine and we might think it's extremely rural, extremely rustic and, and maybe, you know, not that great. But it's basically just cuisine that's been um, uh, sourced lo- extremely locally mm-hmm. and, and seasonally, which is something we see all the time anyway. But, I mean, uh, I would think fish and game. Or are we, am I not thinking Yeah, well, yeah right? absolutely. Yeah. When I was there, they did have uh, uh, some great venison on there that Justin, actually, that's his purview. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, game is, a, is an aspect of that. One of the things that I thought was interesting is when I went for a first look with the chef, uh, one of the things that he brought out was an oyster dish. And oysters are definitely not something that I would associate with the Ozark mm-hmm. region. Um, I, I'm not sure I want a Mississippi River oyster. Um, but he explained that during the time period that he's focused on, which is from around the 1820s to the 1870s, so that 50-year window, trade was incredibly prolific. So you, we were getting a ton of oysters coming up from the Gulf and then people, they were bringing them up the river, and then people were commonly serving them in cuisine. And so that's sort of the the time period as well that he's focusing on, not just things that can be foraged and, right. and grown here, but also things that were were brought into the area at that time. Yeah. I, I love the idea of, of a meal and a history lesson. It's, lesson. And, and <laughs> Chef has, yeah. Rob has more knowledge of that time period yeah. than I think anybody else. And, and the cool thing about this dining experience is you're sitting in, there's two sort of L-shaped bars in the dining room, and they are uh, circled around a small kitchen where Rob and uh, sous chef Justin prepare the entire meal. And as they serve it, they talk to you about each course and they'll tell you about the history and why this particular ingredient matters and where this particular thing was foraged from and, and how, how it works with this, these particular uh, dishes. It's, it's a really cool, unique experience, especially if you're a history nerd. Yeah, right, and that's Bull Rush in Washington, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, right. So tell me, uh, Matt, Dubliner? The, the Dubliner? The Dubliner. So the Dubliner was a very popular restaurant uh, down on Washington Avenue, uh, closed a few years back, uh, four years ago, I think, the original one closed. Um, and so they have reopened in Maplewood uh, on Sutton. Uh, if, for those of you who are familiar with, with the Muddled Pig, it was the former location of the Muddled Pig. Uh, and basically, really, really good pub food. Um, and, you know, when you think of pub food, you obviously you think super simple and sometimes maybe not that great, but filling and, you know, good with yeah, the beer. Some people might say really good pub food is like Ozark Cuisine. They've never, you know, put the two together. Exactly. And uh, so when I went there, they have uh, a lot of favorites that uh, fans from the original incarnation are going to remember. Um, they have bangers and mash. They have a really good shepherd's pie. Uh, the last time I was there, I had their fish and chips, which I would put up against any fish and chips in the city and probably the region. It's just really good. It was extremely fresh uh, cod. And the batter was nice and golden brown. You know, I mean, it was just a, a nice consistency. And, you know, it wasn't soggy, which is sometimes you get with that particular dish. Uh, you just really good, straight ahead, you know, simple food, but made with, the, you know, really good ingredients and, and skill. And a decent beer menu. Uh, very, yeah, very good decent beer. You can definitely get a Guinness. Yeah, okay. Well, that'll interest a lot of people. Yes. And uh, number three on the list, Bagel Champ. Correct. So Bagel Champ is actually a bit different than what we usually cover for Hit List. This is a sort of pop-up concept. 
inside an existing restaurant. So Bird and Barrel, which is located on Jefferson near Cherokee uh, in, towards South City, um, is known for their fried chicken. They opened a few years ago. That's what they've been doing. That's that's their concept. But they're also, uh, the kitchen got really into making bagels and really trying to make a quality like New York style bagel. And so they made so many of them, they decided to sort of test out the concept on brunch weekends. So uh, they do a pop-up Saturday and Sunday from 9 to 2. You can go and get bagel sandwiches and they change every week. So you never know quite what you're going to get. Um, the breakfast sausage, um, egg, sausage, egg and cheese, sort of a classic bagel sandwich is pretty readily available, but they're also doing a lot of different collaborations. So they've done a collaboration with Joy's Deli, Pie Guy Pizza, um, Gorilla Street Foods. Citizen Kane's is one that I tried and it's sort of a, it was a really good steak collaboration on a bagel. It was a very decadent breakfast that day. Um, and the idea is that, you know, uh, Bob Brazell, who owns uh Bird and Barrel and Bagel Champ uh, does hope to open a Bagel Champ brick and mortar eventually have its own location. Um, but he's just still testing out the concept and testing out the recipes. For now, the bagels are only available as sandwiches, but he does hope to eventually offer them uh, by the dozen and half dozen for people to take home and make throughout the week. Um, it's just a matter of sort of keeping up with demand and supply right now. So yeah, it's really been hitting hard. I was actually going to go the other day and uh, it was so packed, you know. I had, yeah. to, had to make another trip. So you, you mentioned you mentioned authentic bagels. So you know we've had the great bagel debate. Yes, <laughs> and and people who've had New York bagels or they've had them in other cities know that we have uh, a lot of bread. That looks, yes. that's shaped like bagels, but right. these are more authentic. Definitely, yeah. yeah. These are the traditional sort of kettle prepared where they're boiled they're and boiled then baked. First, yeah. um, and we're seeing a lot of people messing around with bagels right now. We were just talking mm-hmm. about the other day at the office, um, Pizza Head chef owner Scott Sandler did a pop-up with Vicia this weekend um, called Bagel Brain. He's been messing around with bagels. Um, we've seen some other, just sort of popping up on Instagram, chefs playing around with it, really trying to perfect that New York bagel. So we're hoping that that's uh, indicative of, of future restaurant concepts yeah. to come, because I think St. Louis is, is pretty excited for, for more bagel options yeah. in the area. We have some great bakers in town, so there's no reason why we can't have the best bagels. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Well, you brought up Vicia, and joining us on the phone now is Michael Galena, who's in Chicago anticipating the James Beard Foundation Awards with his wife, Tara, tonight. Both, they both own the oft-lotted VCA, located in the Cortex District in the Central West End, and among other honors. Last year, Galena was named Food and, to Food and Wine's annual list of best chefs in America, and tonight you're up for award, Best Chef Midwest. Michael, thanks for joining us. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty incredible. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, so uh, tell me about this award. I'm not, uh, I know I've always hear James Beard Awards, and you guys can all help me with this, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, how do you get nominated for something like this? I think just by really, you know, hard work and a great team. I mean, I think it's a real reflection on how great of a team that we've got and how hard we push every single day to create the best restaurant we possibly can. So you guys, uh, uh, Catherine, what, uh, what, what kind of an impact has this restaurant had? I mean, I, I, even I hear a lot of people talking about this, and I'm not... I'm not out there like Absolutely. you guys are. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, to put it in con- what we the sort of shorthand that we always tell people when it comes to the James Beard Awards is these are these are essentially the Academy Awards of the food industry. These are truly the best of the best. Um, all convening on one night to really kind of kind of recognize excellence. So for the the fact that that Vicia has been and and Chef Galena has been have been recognized for the work that they're doing at this level is is truly wonderful and and it's great not just for them but for our city as well. We're we're really excited for that and it's it's a really huge honor. We've we've only had two James Beard winners 
in St. Louis so far, Gerard Kraft and then Kevin Nashen two years ago. So we're excited to to hopefully make that that three tonight. Um, but no, it's it's really is a, is a huge honor not just for for VCA but also for St. Louis. So we're very excited to see what happens tonight. So Michael, people who haven't been to that restaurant, uh, tell me a little bit about it. What's the concept? Everybody's got a concept. What do you what are you doing there? I mean, I think we're just a celebration of what comes in from the farms each day. I mean, we took a lot of time to kind of build relationships with farmers and, uh, you know, people that are doing great things in the city. And, you know, we just try to do our best at, you know, showcasing them. You know, it's the vegetable, you know, the, the farmers do a really incredible job of putting a lot of care into the soil and to what they do. And, you know, we really just try to showcase that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your career, how you got started in this and then uh, moved into what you're doing now. Yeah, I mean, I, I was away from St. Louis for about 15 years. Uh, I moved out to California for culinary school and worked with Daniel Hahn at Campton Place and was fortunate enough to when he took over at 11 Madison Park in New York, I, I kind of moved there with him. And uh, after about a year or so there, uh, I met Dan Barber and really kind of transformed to, you know, me who to who I am right now. So I uh, worked at Blue Hill, New York in the city for about four and a half years and uh, ran Blue Hill at Stone Barns for about four years. And it's it's strong on on uh, vegetables, but not vegetarian. Am I right? Yeah, but I mean, I think we just like to have fun with uh, with vegetables and kind of be as creative as, as possible with them. Uh, but yeah, we use lots of different. You know, we get a whole pig each week. You know, we work with Bollyard's meat to kind of basically split a, a whole steer uh, every week. So we just kind of show, you know try to utilize everything we possibly can from that with no waste and. You know, whether it's vegetables cooked in animal fat or, you know, different cuts that, you know, maybe people, you know, aren't necessarily used to. Like, you know, we don't use a whole lot of pork loin. We use more like jowls and bellies and, and different things that, you know, hopefully are, are that are delicious, but maybe people aren't necessarily used to eating all the time. Well, you know, they always say it's an honor just to be nominated, but you, you, you'd like to win. But it is an honor to be nominated, to get this sort of attention. I, I don't know if that's what you what you uh, look for when you get into this, it's probably the unexpected reward because you're probably doing it for other reasons. Yeah. I mean, I, I love what I do and I, you know, I really enjoy working with, with my wife and, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just happy, you know, our goal every day is just to, uh, to be there and give the guests a great experience. So everything else is just an added bonus. And it, it really is, I think, just a true reflection on our, our team because it's like, it's my name on the award. It's our restaurant on the award, but it, it's like, it's it's our dream, but they every day work so hard to you know turn it into a reality. Catherine and Matt, what do these sorts of nominations and awards do for, let's say, first of all, the local scene because it raises certain awareness for people who are who are out there exploring, uh, but it also raises the city's reputation, and and we're 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 getting some, you know, we're getting some press. Yeah, I I think I mean. I don't think there's really a, a downside to it. I, I, you know, there's, you know, it brings, you know, a, a lot of honor and respect and attention uh, to a scene that's really, really, you know, I used to say it's a burgeoning scene. I think it's burgeoned um, already. You know, I, I think we we have a full, full blown, you know, top notch culinary scene, and Vichy is just is one of those places. It's just you know, helped us, you know, to, to be the pinnacle. And I will say just as an aside, um, you know, Michael and Tara and, and, and all their, their staff, it is a great experience. I've been there many times. They have probably like one of the best lunch deals in town mm -hmm. also. They, I mean, it's not, people think fine dining and that's true, but they do have a, you know, uh, more casual um, aspects to it as well. So it's really something for everybody over there. Yeah. What, what do you like to get? I mean, there must be, you know, I know you guys want to try everything sure. and say everything is good, but you must have some oh, no, favorites. No, I, the, the cool thing about Vicia is, is that the, 
the dishes really do change so frequently because yeah. it really is available. It's it's what's available seasonally and 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 what chef wants to to really what he gets from the farmers and he makes use of what they have as opposed to saying I need this for the next three months and that's what makes it such a cool and dynamic and changing experience every time that you go that lunch deal is one of my favorites because you can go and get it's like a it's that pick two pick three mentality that that you're thinking of but which is that quality and that level of food which is really really great it's Uh, definitely a place where like they don't I mean everybody says we're farm to table we're sustainable I mean those are all buzzwords that we hear all the time uh but at, at 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 that restaurant, it is not lip service. They they mean when they say farm to table, it is farm to table. Yeah, Michael, your wife uh, Tara is general manager of the restaurant. It's a it's a family business. I'm not sure if that's a good thing for a marriage or not a good thing for a marriage. Oh, it is. I'm I'm dragging her on stage tonight if we win. This. <laughs> she she deserves half of it. And, you know, I mean, she's my complete inspiration and my daughter Olivia that was born eight months ago. It's like they make me want to wake up every single day and just like work harder and be a better person and be a better chef. And, you know, it's, it's an incredible opportunity to get to, to do this all with her. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, the, the, the service there is interesting as well. The approach to, to, uh, to the service at your restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, just to echo on lunch, I mean, I, lunch, I'm actually more excited sometimes about it than dinner just cause I, I do think <laughs> it's a, it's a way to like really showcase what we're doing in front of people. Cause it's the same ingredients. It's just, you know, if we cut something one way at dinner, like there's all those leftovers that can go into soup or grain salad or, or different things or different cuts of, of the animal that we can kind of, you know, the legs of our pigs always go into ham sandwiches and things like that. So, yeah, no, thank you for, for bringing that up. Yeah, the uh, this is the thing, and I think people, you, uh, cooks, chefs are, are creative people. And uh, that's that's why you're in this. Were you were you like in the kitchen when you were like six years old or ten years old, or did this is this something that came 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 around later? It came around later. I mean, I, I I went to the University of Missouri. I kind of always wanted to be a baseball player growing up, and or like do other things. But I always enjoyed cooking. And I loved cooking with my grandfather. You know, just for holidays and different events and stuff like that. And then, like, you know, and just, you know, I, I just wasn't loving being in Mizzou or going, you know, being in school anymore. And I kind of thought of, like, what else, you know, would I be excited about doing? And I moved to San Francisco and went to culinary school and met some really incredible people. And, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, but there's no real time. I mean, my understanding when you do this, uh, this, this becomes your life, does it not? Oh, it does. I mean, yeah, I mean, every... I think every waking second we're thinking about the restaurant, how we can do better, you know, and, and maintain, you know, what we're doing and, you know, be better for our staff and our team and build build more. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it's it's a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week job. Catherine and Matt, this is a restaurant that sort of sits apart. I mean, there are some restaurants that fall into a certain category. Does this fall into a category or has it created its own I own category? I mean, that's a good question because, I mean, obviously there's a fine dining aspect to it. But I would say it's a fine dining aspect that doesn't have that typical white tablecloth stuffiness that mm-hmm. is so, so often associated. Uh, and again, they have a really good lunch program where you can go in there and get um, a really good lunch for not too much money. And, you know, it's I mean, it's but it's not fast casual either. So, I mean, it's it's, yeah. a, it's a really an interesting amalgamation. That's that's the fun thing with fine dining right now is it's not really that fine dining that you think about. It's not that mm-hmm. white tablecloth and, and, and jackets and ties anymore. It's it's a little more relaxed. It's a little more real. Um, it's a lot more focused on the food and the experience and having a good time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the term new American cuisine is very broad and, and yeah. uh 
for for a reason. But no, it's it's definitely one of those restaurants that's very forward and and, and of the moment right now and in, in the fine dining scene. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the fine dining food aspect of it, but not always the the coat and tie aspect. So right. I, I, right. I like those. No, I like I, those. I, I think we always really, really, really like our number one goal was to be approachable to everybody. Absolutely. I mean, we really strive to not uh, create like a stuffy atmosphere. Our main goal was to really, you know, connect people with where their food comes from and have just like work with the best ingredients that we possibly could, but also, you know, to not have like a over $100 tasting menu. Our tasting menu is $85. Mm-hmm. We do a, another menu that's called our Farmer's Feast, which is basically a whole, you know, combination of the, the entire a la carte menu, which is $55 a person. And yeah, lunch is, you know, pick two for $12 or pick, you know, three for 15 and um, yeah, like it's never been a goal of ours. We don't care about money. We care about like really connecting people with, you know, good food and good product. And that's been a lot more for, you know, important to us than anything else. So at some point when you're going to open a restaurant, you have to pick a name. How did you come up with the name? Oh gosh, that's hard. I don't know. We just like really looked at, you know, just, we were just kind of sitting down one day and like, kind of like battling, you know, putting ideas at each other. And, you know, Vicia is one of the uh, most common cover crops um, that farmers use to uh, put new nutrients into the soil in the Midwest. And it sounded beautiful. It's actually, it's, it's Vetch is the real name. I didn't think Vetch would go over that well. <laughs> so uh, Vicia is the Latin name for Vetch. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a beautiful name. And I think it's a real true a testament to what we want to do and a you know a meaningful uh, name to what our you know restaurant stands for it's you know it's all about farmers and connecting with them and you know their their product but also doing it in a organic sustainable you know way to well i i want to i want to uh, wish you good luck tonight i guess that's okay to wish good luck Absolutely. Uh, right <laughs> uh Catherine and matt from sauce magazine and michael galena talking to us from chicago ahead of the james beard foundation awards where he's nominated tonight for Best Chef Midwest. Best of luck to you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.